Um, a few weeks ago, Pastor Luke um, brought us a message that was based on five simple words. I don't know if you can remember them. Uh, see, there you go. I am with you always. Uh, and, and he brought a message on that. And it was, a, it was a, an encouragement that in a simple five words, we can have so much truth in it. I am with you always. And as my mind does, I tend to go off on a bit of a tangent and I could think of other phrases that were coming to mind that uh, were short and um, were meaningful, even in, in so few, so fewer words. And as I was sitting there as he, he was speaking, and I, I don't mind telling that myself, my mind went to, to something else. And it was, um, it was the fact of the love of God. It was um, nothing can separate us from God's love. Now, it's not as perfect as Pastor David 5, but it's seven words. Nothing can separate us from God's love. And, and it was something that stuck in my mind uh, during that week. And then um, I, I remember then, or Pastor reminded me to, that I was speaking today. So it, it was the thing that stuck in me so much that I thought I would bring it to us this morning. Uh, and uh, these short truths that we we read are so important uh, during these uncertain times we we live, live in uncertain times in the in the sense of um I, we we don't know what's going to change next if i go worldwide you know uh which country is going to be affected the most with this pandemic and things if we come to this country and uh, what will open when when how will it open when will we get rid of these masks and uh, on all this, and it's all so uncertain. Then we come to us as a church, and um, it's been so disappointing in one sense that uh, the government hasn't released uh, churches uh, um, more quickly from my point of view. You know, it's, uh, I want to sing. I want to be able to stand and sing together. I want to be able to see people without the mask on and all this, but uh, we'll follow the guidelines because that's the, the right integral thing to do. Uh, as a church, and, and we'll keep on doing those. But it's so uncertain uh, of what's happening. But as I said, uh, I want to, as th this morning, to focus on one of the certainties in life, and that is God's love. God's love even towards us. Uh, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, and we're going to look at that, um, that, that he was writing to the people in Rome. He hadn't been there at this time. I, he didn't even know the people at that time he, because he had never ventured there, but he knew that there was a church being established in Rome and he, uh, he wanted to write a letter to them. And this letter is uh, Paul presenting a case, in a sense, of um, the, the salvation of God, the plan of God, um, the way that God was bringing about the salvation. And also here, when we get into Romans 8 as well, the love of God himself. So I'm going to read some verses. Uh, David's going to put the first uh, section on the on the screen for us now, if you will, please. Okay, can you see that? Because I can't see that. Yeah? yeah? So Romans 8, chapter 31. Paul writes, how can we say, what can we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, 
who can be against us? Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? You're chosen this morning. Isn't that a great thing? Will God know he is the one who has given us the right standing with himself? Who then will condemn us? Will Christ Jesus? No, for he is the one who died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting at the place of highest honor next to God pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are per persecuted or are hungry or cold or in danger or threatened with death? Even the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't, life can't. The angels can't, the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So it was that, uh, verse 38, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. So I've got three simple points which will come up on our screen. And there they are. God's love, nothing can separate us, and being convinced. Three things that uh, I'm just going to share a little bit about this morning. So we are reminded and have already been reminded this morning through our breaking of bread and everything else. We are loved by a heavenly father. That love was revealed in Jesus Christ. We know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. John 15 verse 13 says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. But it wasn't just for his friends, it was for us, our sinners as well. That's how great God's love was. It was demonstrated on the cross. It was uh, Jesus Christ leaving glory itself, becoming a man, being obedient, becoming a servant, washing the disciples' feet, even, and then giving his life for us. I don't deserve that love. Neither do you deserve the love. No one deserves the love of God. You know, it, it's my attitudes, my thoughts, my words, my actions so disqualify me from ever having the love of God. But the great thing is, it's not dependent on me. It's dependent on him. It's who he is. And we can see this very clearly because Paul, who was writing this letter, he... Um, he, in a sense, was a murderer. He put people into Christians to a place that they were being killed for their faith. He was a hater of the church. He was a persecutor of the church. And even Jesus himself said to him that he was a persecutor of Jesus himself. That's what Paul was doing. So everything that, um, that dis 
could disqualify, Paul should have been disqualified from God's love. But God still loved him. Even after that he came to the knowledge who Jesus was on that road to Damascus, Paul still ended up doing things wrong. That, and, and he couldn't help it. And we fall into that position so often in our, in our lives. Paul wrote, For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Paul knew what it was like that we uh, go through. You know, we want to serve God as best we can. We want to live for Jesus, but I keep on slipping up. I think the wrong thing. I do the wrong thing. I say the wrong thing. And in a sense, that I, I often can feel that that would disqualify me from God's love. But it doesn't. God's love is not based on us. It's based on who he is. Because the answer of God's love is in Christ Jesus. It's not dependent on us. He came to save sinners like us. He doesn't want to leave us there. He doesn't want us to continue to have the, the wrong thoughts and the attitudes. In fact, he is sanctifying us. He's changing us. He's making us to be more like Jesus. But I'm a slow learner so often. And I fail at that. But God is a, a faithful God, a merciful God. And uh, he forgives and he loves. His love is still towards me. And my failures doesn't lessen his love, doesn't use it up. He doesn't say, well, you failed again. So I've, I've used that much of you love that I had for you. And I've gone down a little bit more and a little bit more. No, God's love is towards each and every one of us. So that's God's love. That's something that we, we need to be reassured of this morning, that God loves us. But more than that, nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us from God's love. And, and I find myself so often thinking, um, how, why, what, uh, who, what, where, why are we in this situation that we're in in my own life at times? You know, we go through heartache, we go through illness. We go through difficulty. We go through so much uncertainty in our lives. And, and I, I sometimes come with the thoughts of, it shouldn't be like this. God, don't you care? Don't, don't you want to look after me? Don't you love me? Have you forgotten about me? And these questions can arise easily with us. And when we read through the Psalms, we, we see that so often with David. He, he often felt that, you know, where are you, God? He questioned. But, you know, uh, the Bible tells us, God's word tells us, nothing can separate us from God's love. It is a truth. And I love the extremes that, um, that Paul bring, brings out in, in his uh, uh, letter that we just wrote, read just then. The extremes of, of, of what uh, we might think could separate us. But Paul is saying there is nothing. First of all, he says, um, death and life cannot separate us from God's love. He puts death first, which is, um, uh, you know, it's not something that we're experiencing at this moment, but he puts it first because he wanted us, I think, to see that um, at the end of our life now, God still loves us because it's an eternal love. He loves us now. He will always love us. It's not a love for now and a love for the afterlife, if I can put it that way. 
It's, it's a continual love that God has for each and every one of us. In fact, Paul somewhere else says, um, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So he even sees it as, a, as um, an even better love, a greater love, even that his life would come to an end. But thankfully, we're in the here and now and we're alive. But you know, nothing in our life now can separate us from God. God's love is towards us. Even if we mess up, we can come back to him and he loves each and every one of us. David was a murderer. Jacob was a schemer. Jonah ran away from God. Peter denied God. But you know what? Jesus still loved each and every one. He cannot deny who he is. He cannot deny that he is love and he loves each and every one. So death and life, those extremes can't separate us from God. Then he says angels and demons can't. He moves into the um, spiritual world, the heavenly world, the heavenly realms. And he, he takes the extremes as well. Angels and demons. Angels which we would regard as those who are worshipping and glorifying God even before the throne. And demons, the fallen angels, the, the, the spiritual powers of the evil one. None of those things can take away the love of God for us. The devil himself tried to do it with Job. With Job and uh, he, he asked God to let him intervene and he thought that Job would, would curse God and die. But you know, no matter what that, um, that realm of evil tried to do against Job, it didn't separate God's love from Job. God still loved him. And the heavenly realms cannot separate us. And we are in a war sometimes, and we are in a battle. Paul later on talks us being in um, a battle of, of in the powers, in that uh, it's not, we don't battle with um, um, flesh and blood. We, we battle in, a, in through our prayer life, praying for uh, situations. And uh, so he knew what the, the heavenly realms was all about. But he knew as well, Paul, that that could not separate us from the love of God. Why? Because Jesus has already won the victory. It's not dependent on us. It's in Christ Jesus. And he has won the victory. So death and life can't separate us. Angels and demons can't. Paul goes on and talks about the present and the future. We live in the present and, uh, and we think, well, what, what I do now, um, my worries for today... Is that going to separate me from God? No, it's not. Nothing in this present life now will separate us. Yeah, but, but what about tomorrow, Paul? You know, I, I'm going forward and I don't know what next week is going to hold for me. No, we don't. We don't know what next week will hold. But we do know that even next week cannot separate us from the love of God. No matter what, no matter what we are going to go through, that cannot separate us from the love of God. Not our present times, not our future times, not our fears and worries, not the uncertainty that will come along because it's not dependent on us. It's dependent on Christ Jesus. Then uh, Paul caps it off. He said, death and life, angels and demons, present and future. And I thought that would have done it all. But he, he sort of says, right, I've gone there, I've gone there, I'm going to go even more. Not height, not depth. Nothing 
in all creation. Well, we believe that uh, God created all things in Christ Jesus. He has created all things. So anything you could possibly think of uh, in any sort of way will fall in every extreme that Paul has talked about. Nothing north, south, east, west, nothing high, nothing low, um, nothing in all creation will ever separate us from the love of God. And he's encompassed everything in there. And he doesn't just say that um, that is the case. He uses some incredible words and he says, I am convinced. Paul was convinced. Now, unfortunately, I'm not always convinced because we do have fears for today and worries for tomorrow. But, you know, the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us in these days, especially in the uncertainty that we live in, that we can know. We can know the truths of God, that they are truth even in our lives. Paul didn't understand everything. He went through um, many uh, difficulties. He talked about shipwrecks and he talked about floggings and stoning and left for dead and angry and so many more things he talked about that he actually experienced. But he still was able to say, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. He, he even had a thorn in the flesh and he prayed that God would take it away. And God didn't. But he gave him a word that God's grace was sufficient at that time. He knew, even in the hardships that he was going through, of who God was in his life. And if we had time, we'd go through Joseph as well and, and his brothers who hated him and the fact that he was in prison and lied against falsely accused slaves and everything else. But, you know, he was able at the end of his life to look back with his brothers and say, you planned it for evil, but God planned it for good. God knew what was happening. We may not know what happens sometimes, but God knows. And that's an important message for us to learn even off Joseph, is that sometimes we need to look back at our own lives and even to the lives around us and remember that God has helped us in the past. He's brought us through a circumstance which we undoubtedly said, why, Lord, at the time? but he's brought us through. Some of those, we, we get to understand why he did it. Some we will never know, not until we're with him. But it, it can reassure us, it can remind us, looking back, that it is important to remember what God has done. So in the here and now, and for the difficult tomorrows, we've got to um, ask God to convince us. It sounds a bit... Um, wrong in saying it that way, but God can convince us in the sense that he can show us. It's not positive thinking. It's not that I'm going to, from now on, never going to think uh, uh, that God is, has forgotten it all, but it, it's, it's not a head knowledge, it's a heart knowledge. And God wants to give us that, that heart knowledge. How does he do it? We spend time in his word. We read his word because that's where the truths are. But it's not just a matter of learning those words or even saying them off uh, even in a parrot fashion. It's asking the Holy Spirit to confirm within us those words. We, we had a, a message last week from uh, the superintendent of AOG 
And uh, he brought a great message about the Holy Spirit is still relevant in our lives today. He is. He is relevant in our lives today because he is the one that helps us to know, to know that we know. In John 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit lives in us in order to remind us of the good things of God, the truths of God, the five sent words, the seven words, the whole chapters, the whole understanding of who God is and his love towards us, his character towards us. The Holy Spirit confirms that within. The, the surroundings may not say it. The happenings in our life may not say it, say it. But you know what? We can know who God is because his Holy Spirit reminds us within. We can trust the one who saved you, who loves you, who's won the victory, who is the great I am, who is the sovereign one, who is the creator, is the sustainer, is the faithful one, is the way, the truth, and I could go on and on and on. Let's be reminded this morning and, and learn to be convinced by allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Let's get to a point that I am convinced that nothing can separate me from God's love in Christ Jesus, because that's who he is and not dependent on me.